Hey, Caramel. Hey, Mocha. Hey, Hey, Coffee coffee mates. Mates. So, hey, guys. This is episode three of the dating series. So, we are almost to the final episode. And in this third episode, we will be discussing serial dating and bad relationships. So under that umbrella, we'll be dealing with why people serial date and have we ever serial dated, red flags in a relationship and why people ignore them, um, how to see them and how to get out, and abusive relationships and how they aren't just physical but can be mental and verbal as well. Okay. So, um, serial dating. If you do not know what serial dating is, it's basically like you just back-to-back dating. Like, you get out of a relationship and then you're back. So, you're dating continuously. So, how many relationships have you been in? I have been in five actual serious real relationships. Five serious relationships? Yes. And, um, what was the time left? Time left in them, like, apart? This, I was in the 10th grade. Yeah, I was in the 10th grade. And then we broke up, and I started dating the guy that was older than me, the one that was 22, and I was 16. And so that was, like, the next year. So it was a year in between. And then the next relationship I didn't get into until my sophomore year of college. Uh, and that was three, four years. It was three years later after that last relationship. My junior year of college... It was actually my senior year because I did five years. And I graduated as a super fucking senior. Um, so, <laughs> my, Well, if that's the case, then I'm a super, super, super senior. Which is cool. It don't matter when you get out, as long as you get out. Um, so, um, yeah, I was a super senior. So my senior year of college, 2015. <laughs> so 2015 was when I had my next relationship. So, no, you're not a serial dater to answer your question. <laughs> um... Uh, for me, mine was kind of tricky because if we go by the definition of, like, not having breaks, I mean, as in, like, the gap in between, then yes, I'm a serial dater. But then if we go in, if we go into, like, the amount of people you dated, then no, I'm not a serial dater. Because I've only dated two people, and my longest relationship was, like, seven, eight years, and then once I was done with that, like, four months after that, I was in another relationship. But that's been my own. So it's like grounds for serial data, but not really a right. Because yeah, so it, 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 because I mean, like, I don't know, like, if it matters. If it's a lot of people or if it's the same person. It's just about, like, constantly being in a relationship. So yeah. you constantly in one. So you was in one, then you was out, then you was in one, like, back to back. Like, dang, you ain't take no breaks. So maybe you're not, maybe you is. Uh, doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't think then, you're a serial data. But then, like, the last relationship. I really don't, I mean, it's there, it's for two years, but I really don't count it because I look at it as like, that was my breakaway relationship, like the rebound guy, quote unquote. Like seriously, no. The rebound guy counts as... He, I mean, he, he had to, he was there for two years, so he has to count, but it's like, he wasn't a real relationship because I look at it like, that was my opportunity to get over my ex. Mm-hmm. Like that was my opportunity. That was that helped you get over. Yeah, him. that was mm-hmm. like to show him and to show myself like, oh, it is possible to, mm-hmm. you know, move on from another guy. Yup. It just took me two years to like, I mean, to like actually I said, get over him. In episode two, like I said, like I was out the relationship a year in it. So, yeah. Week. Um, um, yeah. 
So I don't know. I don't know if I'm a serial dater. Like, like I said in the last episode, I'm taking a, a break. I'm being single. So. <laughs> um, and then we're gonna go into why people serial date. Loneliness. A lot of people are afraid to be alone nowadays. They don't know mm-hmm. how to be alone. Like we have this mutual friend on Facebook. I think you know who I'm talking about. She's always, always, always in a relationship. She's always saying she loves someone. Um, no hard feelings to her, but I think that she's lonely. And um, I also think that, like, besides the loneliness, I think social media has a lot of do- a lot to do with it. Like, it aids the loneliness. Like, it makes you further lonely because then you have people like going into like. Oh, couple goals and this. And, and everybody's people. getting fucking married. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. I have a lot of weddings to go to, you fucking bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the social media and it's the age where we're like, where everyone, all your friends are either getting married or having babies. And like mm-hmm. now you're just like, well, I'm out here being you're single. Lonely. Mm-hmm. And you're lonely. And then like people are now like, oh, well, this didn't work. So like, I, w- I want to get married. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to be in a relationship. I want to cuddle. I miss doing this in a relationship. And people are not taking time to get to know themselves. So, speaking of loneliness, I'm going to add to that. You're absolutely right. That is, like, the number one reason people serial date because they don't know. Either they're afraid of being alone or they don't know how. They, like, some people literally, like, just don't know, like, what it, like, how. They're just been either sheltered a lot or they didn't get enough love from their parents. That's true. So, they try to make up for it in dealing with people excessively um so there was this guy we were never talking we were just friends from my understanding Mm -hmm. from my understanding we were fucking friends i don't care what he says or anybody else says we were friends and we have a mutual friend so this mutual friend i just was talking to this person about it and i'm just like yo this person is tripping he he and he's constantly been in a relationship and he's not happy in the relationship but he gets into it because he just doesn't want to be alone, so he's willing to settle. A lot of people are willing to settle because they don't feel like they're they're going to get better or they don't deserve better. So he would constantly, constantly talk to women back to back to back. Now getting to me, he would talk to me, and we would like we were just friends, like I said, from my understanding. And then out of nowhere, he's like, "Yo, you're really my type," and I'm like, "I don't look like the girls you usually date." I'm not your type. You're just telling me this because you're, you're not dealing with me. like yeah. Right. You you just telling me this like I I'm I'm grown and he's used to dealing with women that's younger than him. Mm, mm. I'm younger than him, but they are they're usually younger than me. So I'm like I used to tell him like I'm not I'm I'm not I don't I don't want to be with you like I don't want to be with anybody. I just had a kid like I don't want to be with you or date you. Um, so he's like um, you know. Well, why you don't want to be with me? You just, you just, why you just, you just trying not to be with me? I'm like, yo, what, what do you, what, why do you? I don't want to be with anybody. So he's like, what's it gonna take? And I was like, jokingly, I said, marry me, just like since you won't be with me so bad. But I was kidding. I didn't think he was gonna take it literal. So the nigga pulls out a ring, like, oh, I already got a ring. So I'm like, nigga, how many bitches you propose to with that ring? Hello, sister. <laughs> Hello, I don't know. Um, I was like. And it was a gold ring. I don't wear gold. I don't. I don't usually wear gold. My mom bought me this necklace, and I'm gonna wear this necklace. But I usually do not wear gold. So I'm like, I don't wear gold. So he like, 
well, you gonna wear this because I got it for you. I'm like, how you got oh, it for me you. if you already had the ring, you right. bum no, it. thank you. Niggas be... Lying. Lying. They be faking. Niggas Horrible. be faking. Fraudulent. So I'm like, okay, well... Th- you couldn't have got that ring from me because you already had it. And this is the first we've talked about this. It's the first I've ever said anything about marriage to you because mm-hmm. I don't want to marry you. But so long story short. So I'll talk to our mutual friend about it. And I'm telling the mutual friend like, yo, this is, this is, this is not cool. I don't understand. I don't know what to do. I've said no multiple times. It's like he keeps doing this, this, and this. Come to find out this man has a girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Don't he like, awesome. he don't want to be with the girl, but he just being with it because he don't want to be lonely. Right. And, and it's so back to back to back that he's done this. That's a serial dater, sis. That right there so is So my next question for you, do you think that guys are more likely to serial date or women? Mm, I don't know. That's kind of hard because at first I felt like Maybe men did it more, mm-hmm. but I think men did it for a different reason, like to fuck. I feel like yeah, I feel like men don't have a reason. I feel like men just do it because they just can. do it. Um, women, we actually are a lot more. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest, and this is no shade to my lesbian friends. I feel like lesbians serial date because. I'm really used to seeing lesbians be in, be with multiple different women. You know, that's what I've I've seen. Like mm-hmm. lesbians, when they deal with a woman, it's like they got a new girlfriend, mm-hmm. or it don't last, or they got another girlfriend, I got another girlfriend. So maybe lesbians still you date more. I don't want nobody be mad at me because this is just my observation. Observation. This is just what I'm observing. Um, I really can't say which if men or women still you date more. Because, but it could be women. It could be either or. I feel like maybe it's a tie. I don't fucking know. I don't date women. So I don't really know. What do you think? <laughs> like, we are both like, um. um okay. I, I think. Mm, mm. See, that's why I was like, because mm, I don't. Mm. Oh, my sisters, all my sisters out there. I think we still date more. I. <laughs> I do. I mean, but I, then again, I'm only basing it off like the few people I know, mm-hmm. and then the one annoying person that's always like, "I love you," and you're the love of my life. Mm. Because I see that more in my timeline from women. Where the guys, I don't know, like maybe this this sexist way of thinking that I'm thinking. Like I'm thinking like they're not really serial dating. They're just serial Fuck. fucking. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. Okay. You're right. Women do serial date more. Hey, ladies, you do. Um, uh, Men just serial fuck more. Yes. Maybe that's the case. I I still don't know because women be fucking too. Yeah. We're in the age where, you know. We're embracing our bodies. We're embracing our our intimacy. We're we're taking control and we are doing what we want. And maybe nowadays, you know, it may be a tie, but I don't know. I feel like women do serial date a lot more yeah. and men have like, sex a lot more I feel like if, if without any attachment well if men are serial, serial dating I feel like women are showing it more like I don't know I don't know that's a, that's a really good question that's I mean you guys tell us what you think do you think guys date serial are serial daters or um <laughs> I was gonna say serial killers <laughs> well oh. we ain't gonna talk about that I ain't gonna that ain't my that's not my ministry um so I I, I agree I think that 
women do serial date a lot more and that men have sex without attachments a lot more. If that makes sense. Like, so men are, are able to detach themselves from situations more so than women. Uh, yeah, so I definitely agree. Um, um, so, red flags in relationships. Oh, boy. What do you think some red flags would be? Um, okay, so I just watched an interview um, on The Breakfast Club. And no, I'm not talking about the Soldier Boy interview. <laughs> I'm talking about the interview with Duchess. And um, she said something in the interview. And she was saying, like, watch a guy's behavior and watch how a guy treats you. And she was talking about several red flags that Caesar had um, showed her. She was saying, like, he showed her who he really was when he cussed out his mother on national TV. He cussed out his sister on national TV. He cussed out his baby's mother in front of their the daughter, daughter. Mm-hmm. on national TV. And then she wasn't surprised when he cussed her out on national TV. So that should that was a red flag. Um, but red flags for me, um, it definitely is how you treat other females around you. Like how you talk to your sister, how you talk mm-hmm. to your mom, how you talk to your child. Mm-hmm. That is a huge red flag for me. Um, a red flag is like, so um, I did the little five languages of love or the love mm-hmm. language test. And one of like the predominant, um, love, one of my predominant love language is um, quality time. Mm-hmm. So if I ask you, if I'm telling you like I want to, you know, be booed up, spend time mm-hmm. with you, like I basically want to be up underneath you 24 seven. Even though I know logically I can't be up underneath mm-hmm. you 24 seven, and it, you know I don't really want to be up with you 24 seven. If you can't like take five minutes out your day to say hello to me, or if you are, if I'm asking you to go on a date and you're like pushing it off, pushing it off, and I'm telling you like this is something that is important to me, this is something mm-hmm. I need to have a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. That's a red flag because I'm not of a, of importance to mm-hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? And like, it may seem small to someone else, but quality time, I really enjoy like mm-hmm. being up underneath of someone. Like that's that's who I am. So that's a red flag. Um, another red flag. I, I know it's a whole bunch of them out there because I, I annoy the fuck out of them. That's why I end up in these horrible relationships. I'm so weak. All right. Don't do that thing. You know I couldn't even do that African of the second of the teeth. That's the Caribbean thing. Um, no, so I will say, so for red flags, um, okay, the, one of the biggest red flags, well, you've mentioned how you talk to your, you know, the women in your life, your mm-hmm. mother, if you disrespect your mother, I know you're going to disrespect, disrespect me. me. I know you are. And, and after that, it's, it's a wrap. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is narcissism to make it short, self-indulging, like narcissistic being it's, it's it's also to me very evil my ex was very narcissistic he's also a leo so he was very prideful mm-hmm. that is a uh that's a flag too being very overly prideful mm-hmm. another red flag is always wanting to be right why do you always want to be right you're a grown person you can't understand that we are humans and we will naturally by natural selection we are going to disagree does that doesn't make it an argument if you always constantly say why well, we gotta argue why well, we gotta argue you don't 
you don't know how to have a conversation and you I like that. Right I always say why you gotta argue, but I'm only saying it because I like the word argue. Like I know we're having a conversation, but I be like, why are you arguing with me? Because I'm an asshole, so I'm like, I wanna push your buttons a little bit. I wanna like see. I don't know. You wanna play games. I'm not playing games with these niggas. Mm-hmm. They ain't playing games with me and I ain't playing games with them. If you sit here and you say Well, I get what you're saying. You're yeah. saying it in a joking way. Yeah. I'm saying when you literally we're having a conversation and you're upset. Well, we got to argue and we're talking. I hate that. Communication. So they don't know how to communicate. Not even communicate, but they, they just, they're hot-headed. So they somebody who's hot-headed and they don't listen, somebody who ignores your feelings. Mm. That's what I'm about to say. Yes, so yes. if I say, I don't like how you treat me. And this person says, the other day you had said, they like, we're not talking about the other day, my nigga. We're talking about right now. Why are you bringing up something? And if you're still upset about it, why the fuck didn't you say anything about it then? Someone who avoids conflict or confrontation because they feel like they're being the bigger person, but they're really not. They're ignoring it because they don't want to talk about it and they they don't know how to have a conversation. Those are red flags. Somebody who has an addiction. Mm. Um, that's a red flag. And what I don't... addiction are we talking about? Any addiction? Any or? addiction. You you have to understand how addiction works. Any oh, addiction. Oh, I know very well how addiction works. Any addiction. And I say this because the women in my family attract men with addiction habits. I love my pop-up. He's an alcoholic. And that doesn't take away from the man he is, but he that's an addiction he has. And people constantly 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 dealing with people with with addictions that's a red flag too you also have to be careful of the things that you attract those are addictions too some people are addicted to sadness and addicted to to any type of addiction it's gonna lead you into some type of disparity i don't care what it is it's gonna be some some type of wall you guys hit because this they're choosing this addiction over you just disrespectful to every woman is a problem especially somebody who you say you love mm-hmm. these are all red flags honestly and they I feel are like we're something forgetting some huge red flags yeah i just feel like there's a lot that um, needs to be so said. now that we went over like the red flags why do you think people ignore them um why do i think people ignore them yes um <laughs> Loneliness, again, yes, I mm-hmm. think it's because loneliness, they want to, you know, they want to people please, so they mm-hmm. want to be in their relationship, mm-hmm. and they want to, they also think that, um, I know I didn't finish that train of thought, but another one came in my head, um, oh, they want to be Mrs. Fix-It, they want to be Mr. Fix-It, oh, I can fix this Captain Save-A-Ho. Yes, they want to be Captain mm-hmm. Save-A-Ho, they want to... Oh, you know, I saw these red flags, but he won't do this with me, or she won't do with me. I can help you. I can change that. I can change you. That's why I can. You can't let it go. Right. So, like, um, yeah, yeah. I know that was a reason for me. Um, I saw the red flags in um one of my relationships, and I wanted to be with this person so bad, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, you know, I can change this. And then history, like, I had history with this person. Mm this person wasn't like that in the beginning Mm -hmm. and they you know um things transpired over the relationship and they changed and um i kept holding on to who the person was before Mm -hmm. thinking oh they're gonna go back to being this person they're gonna go back to you know um i don't know like i i still had that love that i had for that person like 
because they changed, it didn't change my love for them. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while. So I kept thinking, you know, I could be Captain Save the Whole, Captain, you know, Fix It or whatever. So I was ignoring those red flags. But yeah, definitely loneliness, definitely um, trying to change someone, you know, just several different things. But I think those are the major signs. One specific reason, I'm sorry, I had to look it up, um, Stockholm Syndrome. Mm. So, um, it's feelings of trust or affection felt in many cases of kidnapping or hostage-taking by a victim toward a captor. So, pretty much, you don't realize that you're a victim. Mm. You don't even see that you're a victim. You may see it, but you ignore it because you don't even, you, you are detached from, you're detached from reality. You're detached from that this person is hurting you. You, which goes back into being addicted to that feeling of sadness. Like um, Munchausen syndrome, like when moms hurt their babies or hurt themselves so that they get attention. It's a fictitious disorder. It's a mental disorder where a person like repeatedly and deliberately like, acts like they or their child has like a literal mental or physical illness some people really do not understand that they are a victim Mm -hmm. some people they want to help so bad like you said they want to hold on to the good times that the good times outweigh the bad and they don't see the bad at all and they also blame themselves for it like damn i did this what could i have done different and it's if you are going through that it is not your fault because somebody else is a piece of shit to you. It's really not. Um, So that's one reason why people say it's Stockholm Syndrome. Another reason is um, fear. Outside of Stockholm Syndrome, that's like not understanding that you're in danger and not realizing it and believing it, but fear as in like you can't get out, feeling like you can't get out, feeling like nobody, being abandoned. Some people are abandoned, some people feel like they are, some people, abandon themselves where they don't even realize what's going on Mm -hmm. and it's very hard to get out of a situation where you feel like you really 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 love someone or care about someone and you start ignoring red flags and when you do accept the red flags you can't tell that person okay well we gotta end it we gotta you just gotta go you gotta be like j-lo in enough bitch you got to cut your hair off get in a whip and dip get out so the next one is um, how to see them and how to get out. How how would you know how to recognize a red flag? If you're like not, you know, if you don't understand red flags and you don't really know, how would you? I, I say everyone has a pattern. You mm-hmm. have to see a pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, how I was talking about um, Caesar and Duchess earlier. She he showed her a pattern. Mm-hmm. So you have to recognize that pattern. They know that, you know, you accept it once. Okay, they got away with it. Um, they apologize again, mm-hmm. and you accept it again, and they got away with it. So now they're like, okay, now this is what she expects when I do such and such and such, mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. So you, you see the pattern. So once you notice the pattern, that's your cue to say, you know what? Mm-hmm. And my friend told me, I was talking to him, and he was saying he was dealing with a girl. He was like, I recognized her pattern. Mm -hmm. She would talk to me, and then when they fell off, she would, you know, when when they fell off, she would go back and talk to the other person. Then when her and the other person fell off, she would, you know, Mm -hmm. jump back and forth. And he noticed the pattern, and he was like, oh, this type of behavior is not okay. Right. She was being abusive, like, like not physically abusive, but she was emotionally abusing him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because she wanted to feel loved. Mm -hmm. And instead of her... She, she didn't know how to treat people. And she didn't realize that she had a good person. Mm-hmm. 
and she was because she, she claimed she wasn't used to it which is also excuses they give you excuses oh i'm not used to it oh i've never seen that before like okay that's not an excuse for you to be a in a, a, a asshole of a human like <laughs> that's not an excuse but yeah go ahead yeah, that, that's pretty much it. The pattern. The pattern is the, the strongest thing. And how to get out. Um, hmm, wow. Um, I think that, like, you get out when you want to get out. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that it only you can, you know, see what's going on and tell yourself when to get out. No matter mm-hmm. how much your friends say get out or leave when you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And when you finally had enough, that's when you leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's no one's fault and no one else can like make you get out before mm-hmm. you're ready to get out. I had a friend who um, was in a relationship and it, it just wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone knew she needed to get out, but she wasn't ready to get out. Mm-hmm. And, and she kept, you know, making up excuses for that person and different things. And everyone was like, you know, like a separate friend was going through the same thing. So mm-hmm. like you had two friends going through the same mm-hmm. thing. And she could encourage that person to get out, but then when it came to her, she couldn't mm-hmm. leave that person. Mm-hmm. So, so she finally left that person when it was time for her to leave. So, so I'm not really like 100% versed with you know verbatim with you know the the certain steps to take. I do know that there a lot of women and a lot of men because men can be abused too, mm-hmm. and men can deal with women with red flags. Like I spoke on earlier. There are a lot of resources for us that we don't know about as black people because they're, they aren't, of course they aren't going to be handed to us because they don't want us to have them because it costs them money. Um, the government, it costs the government money to fund these things and they don't want to lose money. So they're going to keep these, these, these services that we had. There are a lot of free services. There are ways, you know, to get out of certain situations. But like she said, the first step is you have to understand that you are in a situation. Mm-hmm. You can't wait to, until it's too late and you can't ignore the signs. And a lot of times we try to help these kind of people and they turn their backs on us. Mm-hmm. Or we get so mixed up in them that we end up getting hurt too. Right. And I think that um, as a friend and as a family member, we just try to be understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't take everything so personal. Mm-hmm. We can't, you know, because this person didn't do what you told them to do when you wanted them to do, you can't call them stupid or cut mm-hmm. them off. You have to understand that they're, you know, they're in love or they're, you know, they're trying to fill a void that um, can't be filled by that person. So you can't just, you know, say, well, you're stupid or let her do what she want to do. You have to be there for that person. And I think that's very important. They have to know that at the end of the day, you know, you care. And I think that when it comes to relationships and having an outside opinion as a friend, it's it's very tricky. Like you have to know your friendship and you have to know your friend and you have to know your boundaries. So I think that that, that is something that um, needs to be discussed as well. Like don't just let them go off to the wolves you have to be there waiting you know with open arms saying you know and don't be the friend that said i told you so i told you so like bitch she's already down he's already down they know just say now this is a lesson learned and keep it moving and with that honestly i understand however i just feel like you can't wait and continuously you can't it can't be 30 times that somebody 
No, you can't be like, well, I told you to get out. You know, you can't throw it in their face. You can't be like, oh, I told you so, I told you so. No, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that because that's going to make them feel even worse. At the same time, that person can't bring their drama to your door either. If you're there to help that person and you help that person and you get hurt, they, they can't, nobody can be upset if you decide not to help them anymore because you have to protect yourself. At the end of the day, it doesn't say anywhere where we have to, you know, constantly constantly be there like you 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 should be there for your friend you definitely should and you should help them mm -hmm. however there's only so many times you can help somebody you can't constantly constantly over and over again keep because it's like that's a pattern yes that's a pattern that, that's legit like if somebody they're gonna see that they're gonna have somebody to go back to they're gonna keep doing it over and over and over again and they're gonna not never ever learn i'm gonna help my friend for as much as I can until it's hurting me. Once it starts to hurt me, I can't help you and me, and I'm not going to. But I'm going to say, love hey, understand. Distance. Yes, love them from a distance. Understand yes. that I love you. You're my friend. You're my family. You're whoever you are. I don't want to get hurt, and I don't want to be in the middle of it. And that's when you have to take a step back. Yeah, and I wasn't saying that to say, like, oh, you know, just constantly taking in, you know, until you feel like you're in the same position with them. I'm just saying, you know, it, it let them know that they have a friend, but also put yeah. boundaries around that friendship. Yeah. Because, you know, I speak from experience. I have a, a associate now. We're no longer, you know, like cool like we used to be. She used to call me every day with a sad story. And it got to the point where it messed up my energy. It messed up my mm -hmm. vibe. Like, I would go to work annoyed. Like, I, I would stop listening to her phone calls and stop taking them, stop seeing her. Like, she always had something to complain about. Like, she could never see the good in a the situation there's problem solvers and there's problem finders She's a lot a of people finder. are problem finders so the if something happens and you have the ability to fix it don't call or text or talk to another person just fix it right or don't come and say hey this is broken say hey I found a way to fix this it's broken but I'm gonna do this or it's broken and I'm gonna do this don't say hey it's broke what are we gonna do you can do it for yourself. Like, you don't need... There's a lot of needy people in this world, a lot of ungrateful people, a lot of people that don't realize what they have in their life. I'm not ever complaining about my situation because... And it's not even about, oh, my situation could be a lot worse. No, fuck that shit, because that's taken away from other people's traumas. My situation isn't bad, period. I have this, and I have this. It's not about nobody else. And a lot of people so focused on what other people have that they don't realize what they have. It don't matter what this person got or what this person doesn't have. It just matters what you have. So, abusive relationships and how they aren't only physical. Okay, so a lot of the trauma I've had in my life comes from my relationship with my mother and the relationship I had with my ex that was older than me. Mm -hmm. He was very manipulative. Mm -hmm. And I used to think that it was me or and I was naive but I feel like he took advantage of me being younger mm -hmm. um he never put his hands on me but he was emotionally abusive mm -hmm. he would deprive me of small things that I would ask for so simple something like love that's a red flag you so cold that you can't show me love and it was always an excuse the streets this the streets that well who am I in a relationship with you or the streets he was manipulative and he used to talk to me how he wanted to talk to me. Th that, that relationship was so dangerous because it was dangerous to my mental health. 
And a lot of the things that I deal with mentally is because of that situation. So if you're ever dealing with somebody who's mentally hurting you and, and, and verbally telling you things, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's only a amount of time before they hit you because that's not true. But they are never going to amount to what you want them to in a relationship. Mm -hmm. They are always going to be that way. I used to think that when people say they're going to change, some people do change. No, because a person will change, but only so much. Mm, That's deep. That's really deep. Um, For me, I never in a relationship with like a boyfriend or anything, I never... Um, was physically abused mm-hmm. um, I was the abuser I have a temper I'm not going to lie I have mm-hmm. a temper and I have definitely grown I really have grown a lot and, um, and I think that's something that you know I realized my to- toxic traits in a relationship mm-hmm. and um, I-, I used to beat on my ex a lot and not in like I don't know not in like Cause it's, it's no way to to yeah. I'm about to know, say that and like it. it's yeah, not it's in no like what no sis you beat that man you abusive. <laughs> but like oh god Jesus. Um, I, I, but, I was about guys. to say it's okay, but it's not okay. <laughs> but I I I'm gonna just say I relate and I'm gonna let you talk because I have put my hands on men in a relationship. Yes. So I can relate. And I don't know how like okay I'm working on it. I really am. It's just like. I have no patience. Mm. Um, I have to- I have zero tolerance for stupidity. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I can't. I don't know. I can't explain. It. I can't. It's not excusable. Whatever. Blah blah blah. You know. Um, but I used to when he used to make me mad and we would have a discussion and he wasn't getting my point across. Like he wasn't understanding and I felt like he was not understanding on purpose because I felt like he was stupid or he just he just was getting getting under my skin. I would just give them one That's good. That's not okay. I know it's not okay. That's not okay. I know, I know, I know. You I can't know, hit people for not understanding. Everybody not going, everybody not going, listen, I if there's one young. thing I learned, I was young. everybody not going to feel you when you say what you got to say. You can't get mad. You got to take it for a grain you know what? Salt. I realized it was, <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. And I'm not laughing that it's like a funny situation. I'm mm-hmm. laughing at like how far we came and like, mm-hmm. and I knew it was bad because, um, we stopped talking. We weren't dating. We were just friends. We were watching TV or whatever. We were watching a movie. And he had said something stupid. Like, you know you know how you hit someone when they, you know, mm-hmm. when you're laughing and you're playing. Like a love tap. Yeah, like a love tap. So I went to raise my hand and he jumped. Like, he jumped like he was being abused. And he was like, I was like, yo, why are you jumping? He was like, I'm scared you're going to hit me. And I'm looking at him like, what's your problem? You was that bad? You have a, I, we need to call uh, a, what's the, not a, I about to say alcohols and all. We, <laughs> They're called abusive anonymous. I was that bad. And he was like, you know, a lot of females ask me, like, why jump when they raise their hand? And I'm like, you done traumatized somebody. I was like, are you serious? Like, guys, I'm not joking. I'm not trying to, like, you know, make light of the situation. But I didn't realize that, like, Mm -hmm. that was a serious problem Mm -hmm. for me until recently. And, um, um, then we're, we're mental, not mental, emotional abuse. I have been emotional abuse. Um, abused in a relationship um and it, it broke me it really mm-hmm. did it really broke me down um it it changed who I was as a person mm. um Mm-mm-mm. it it really did like where's Eon Levine's aunt <laughs> you need to come fix our lives <laughs> no but seriously like um 
when we're talking about like in a relationship with like your mate or a spouse or whatever I have been emotionally abused I have been told that um I you know as I, I the guy I was dating I was skinny when I dated him mm-hmm. and you know as I got older I put on weight and he was like I'm no longer attracted to you mm. and that hurt me that hurt mm-hmm. me to my core mm-hmm. because you know everyone you know I was in high school everyone would talk about how skinny I was and, and you knew how skinny I was mm-hmm. I don't know what you mean you know and and as I got older, you know, people are now commenting on my weight, like, oh, you're getting thick, or, you know, like, you put on a few pounds, like, because when I graduated high school, I was, what, like, 97 pounds, mm. so me being my weight now, they're like, bitch, like, you, you, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so him saying it and saying he's no longer attracted to me because of my weight, and then just, like, mental shit, like, he, he was very manipulative, like, um, I remember, um, we first started dating. I was real young, mm-hmm. and he was like, "That's when like the sexting was in or whatever." And I knew that I should not send him a nude. And he was like, "Well, if you don't send it to me, then I'm not gonna talk to you mm-hmm. no more." And I'm like, "Me being young, I'm like, but I really like him. But I knew not to send him a nude. Like, it was just nothing. It was just mm-hmm. like I knew in my core, like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying." So, I wound up sending it to him, but I cropped my head out the picture or whatever, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't trace back to me or whatever. And it was just little things, like, little red flags that I, um, I should have been, you mm-hmm. know, I should have, like, oh, been fully aware of, like, of what was going on or whatever. Um, so that, and then as far as, like, physical abuse, I have been physically abused, but not by a spouse or mate, but by a loved one. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have a very estranged relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that briefly on our episode that didn't air. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like we, me and my mom, we have a very, 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 very toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a very toxic person, um, and I think that's where I get my head in from because that is. I, it's it's our parents. Yeah, I, you know, we, me and her would talk or whatever. We have a disagreement. We would fight, like mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's where that, that issue came from, um, with the hitting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, fighting in my family is normal. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. So. Sorry, family. You know, it's no. Year. I remember my mother fighting bitches, like, outside our house. Like, I remember. I was, like, I was young. I had to be, like, still in elementary school. Mm-hmm. But my I think she was fighting my middle sister's dad, like, girl, ex-girlfriend or something. I don't know what the case was. They were fighting, and she brought three bitches to our house to fight my mom. And all I remember is coming outside, and my mother is beating all of their asses. I've never seen my mom beat the fuck out of three bitches like this in my life. I cannot make this up. I wish I had a fucking cassette tape to show. (laughs) Like... And then I remember one of them going in the car and getting a bat. Mm-hmm. And I just remember my grandfather, because my grandfather, he used to carry a shoddy in his trunk. But he didn't He didn't go to his trunk. He went in the house and he got a bat. So he ran outside. And when he ran outside, I went into the kitchen to get a knife. <laughs> and I'm like in elementary school. So we all running outside. And my grandfather was yelling, go back in the house. But... I'm running outside to fight these bitches because they jump in my mom. But my mom is literally beating these bitches. So from a young age, I've seen this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, my mom laughs about it. And I tell her it's not funny. funny. Right. But I remember my mom got upset that I did not wash the dishes. 
so I was sleeping and she beat <laughs> I'm laughing but it's not funny it's, it's like you can laugh yeah. like cause I'm trying I'm, I'm about to cry but she fucking beat me in the head with a fucking fucking skillet y'all she, y'all this bitch thought I was eggs and she beat me <laughs> She hit me with the with the frying pan. Like my mom, me and my mom have gotten two fights, arguments, but I remember I was in middle school and I remember because I had a Game Boy. It was a color Game Boy. Mm-hmm. And we were at the laundromat washing clothes. Mm-hmm. And it was we got into an argument over my little sister because something about me hitting my little sister too hard after she said that I could pop her or discipline her. Mm-hmm. But then it came down to I hit her too hard. So she knocked my Game Boy out my hand and broke it. And I was like, your little sister or your mom? my mother. And I was mad. And I was like, you need to buy me another one because, you know, my papa bought me that or somebody else bought me that. And she broke it. And she was like, I'm going to do what? And I just remember her punching me. Wow. In the middle of the laundromat. And all I remember is this is the first and last time I hit her. I was like, I'm sick of this. I took my Game Boy, I picked it up, and I beat her across. Well, I didn't beat her. But I, I slapped her across her face with that Game Boy. Like, you broke my Game Boy, and then you going to punch me for breaking my Game Boy. I'm going, listen. So I came across her face with that Game Boy, and I fucked her face up. I bruised her face, and she gave me two black eyes. Y'all, my mother hit me so hard, I seen stars. You ever seen, like, Tweety Bird? When <laughs> my mother hit me so hard, I seen stars. So, like, I'm, I'm very used to, I'm, and I shouldn't be this sad to say. I'm very used to abuse or or violence because I've seen it at such a young age. So I'm very used to it. So it got to a point where in relationships, I would like hit them Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't like know or realize or I wouldn't mean to, you know, hit them. But it got to a point where my son's dad was like, you, he told me he's like, you're abusive. And I was like, they just love tabs. He's like, no, you're abusive. And I feel, I feel like. I'm one of the red flags, you know. Right. That's why I'm understanding how to talk about it now because it's like I didn't even realize what this was coming from or why it was happening. You know what I'm saying? But now I know that it's it's my it's, I'm the one that did these things. It happened to me, but I also was an agitator in 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 you know situations. Mm-hmm. So and it's helpful to to talk about it because it's like I didn't even realize that you know the relationship that I have with my mom and the things that I've seen in life. You know, I'm from Baltimore. We're from Baltimore. Growing up, the things we've seen and the things we've dealt with, it has a lot to do with our relationships that we have now. And that's crazy because, like, I don't know. Like, I'm, like, I had a conversation with a friend, and I'm, like, she was, the field that I'm in, um, social work, um, she was, like, you need to be very cautious of what you put on your podcast now because you know how, like, they look at different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can get your license taken and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I want to be as transparent as possible. Um, but I remember my – this wasn't my first fight with my mom. Like, I've been fighting with my mom probably since the early age of, like, seven, eight. And, and when I say everyone in my family has fought my mom, I mean everyone has fought my mom. From my grandmother, my aunt, my sister, my cousin – like, we have all, mm-hmm. like, been in fights with my mom. Um, but I, those this one fight, I remember so much because I got betray- betrayed by a friend this day. And I, um, I don't know, I think, like, this is when she finally broke me mm-hmm. as a person. We were, um, I was getting ready for school. 
and my mom's a very big agitator she was like just agitating me about something i don't know like she she was the person okay so my mom is the reason why i have fucked up relationships let's just start there like my mom is the reason why the, the comment with my ex was an issue like instead of her being a real mom and you know being loving and caring like she would break me down as much as she could mm -hmm. so instead of growing up and being told i'm beautiful or anything i was told i was ugly and i was unwanted and i wasn't loved so when going into a relationship with someone and hearing that in the background and then him making like little comments about my weight mm -hmm. that that was like my mom all over again so i'm getting ready for school and normally like two girls will meet me at my house like to walk so we could all walk to school together or whatever we'll stop at the store and then go walk to school um oh excuse me um she was agitating me this morning like i was running late for school i'm trying to like fix my hair because i had this crush on this boy so i wanted to look perfect for him and she's like saying all this shit like i don't know why you're trying to like look cute or whatever with your skinny ass da da da, da. like all this stuff and my the two friends on the couch they're sitting there and they're listening to this mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm just like now i'm trying to hurry up because now like my business is getting out like now my friends are really seeing what's going on in my house mm -hmm. and she said something and like i snapped and i was like f you da, 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 da. and she came downstairs and knocked me across my face and i was like oh no bitch this is it and mm -hmm. we started fighting and i mean we was fighting and then by the time it was over I looked into the two girls' faces and they were just shocked. They were like, they, they had a shock of like, this is not normal. Mm -hmm. This is not right. So I'm thinking because they're my friends, they're not going to tell anyone. They're mm -hmm. not going to say anything. Like, they're my friends, you know. They're going to keep it between us. You know, I'm explaining to them like, you know, um, just like, please don't mm -hmm. say anything. Like, this is a family issue, da-da-da-da. And um, they didn't. By the, time I, by the time we got to, like, 20 minutes into first period, everyone in school knew. Mm -hmm. Every last person. And I don't think that they realized how much it affected me because mm -hmm. now the principal is involved. Now the police is at my house. Like, now all those different things is going on. And now I have to lie. And I'm not lying to protect my mom. I'm lying to protect my grandmother. Because mm -hmm. my grandmother was my world. And I'm always going to protect her mm -hmm. no matter what. So... That, that was that and then I, I like up until I want to say mm, 12th grade I was fighting my mom mm. so from like 10 to 12th grade me and my mom was duking it out like we were bitches in the street mm. and um, that was that was the the physical abuse I mm -hmm. had in a relationship mm -hmm. and then like I really feel like we then um, straight off topic with dating and whatnot, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we have. It's 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 not it's not even to look at dating. You have to look at your your home bringing. Yes. Yeah, A lot bringing. of the things that we go through in our dating experiences with abusive relationships and with looking at red flags comes from our home lives. But you know what's funny? Being um, abused by my mom, and I'm going to use air quotes because it's, it's, it's just a touchy subject. I never... That... Some people can look at that as like, oh, she's destined to be in an abusive relationship with mm -hmm. a man. Or she will never allow a man to put their, her hands on me. Mm -hmm. And that's the route I took. Like I was like, that's... Any guy who ever put his hands on me, if he even thought about Rich's hand on me, 
I was gone. And I thought that's funny because it's like I could have went the route of, well, someone I looking at it as love and affection. Yeah, like someone who, you know, was Because you don't want to fight with your mother. You want to love your mother. Right. And you want to think that, you know, trying to get that a better relationship with your mom that was make you search for it when right. dating mm-hmm. like somebody that's hitting you you thinking about your mom well my mom she just wanted to love me you know what right. i'm saying and that that this just look if y'all don't think this is about dating it's still about dating because you in order for you to date successfully you have to understand the traumas that you've gone through to right. even get to you know so where you are you have to think yeah. about your toxic traits and yeah. um you know your baggage that you bring to the table and i think that and your red flag because not right. all red flags come from outside people. people sometimes right. it, it comes, does come it's from you you're the you. cause you're of the, certain issues and stuff you're the problem <laughs> <laughs> um was there anything else we need to talk about um we didn't got real deep in and you guys are probably like well shit i'm in the car crying and whatnot <laughs> <laughs> that was no. not our intention um i just want to say um for those of you that have listened the entire time, listen to us talk and rant and actually, you know, discuss topics. Thank you because these are very touchy subjects and I really do love this podcast, regardless of it being the first time, the second time, the third time. And I feel like sharing this experience with um, our listeners and other people, I want other people to know that you guys are not alone in that there are other people that are dealing with your, what you're dealing with and, and have dealt with it and will deal with it. So it doesn't stop here. Like, whether you're here or gone, the world keeps revolving. And a lot of the times what we don't do is we don't look in the mirror at ourselves. And this is a time of reflection. This is a time where we actually sit and we say, okay, well, this is the dating series and we're going to discuss dating, but we're also going to discuss why we date the way we date and why we date um, the men we date mm-hmm. and why we have certain characteristics. And it all goes back to the type of people that our parents dated and the type of people that our parents were. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, guys. Um, any last remarks? Um, I think I said everything I need to say. I think that um, I hope you guys... Um, appreciate this series i hope you guys learn from this series um i try to be as transparent as possible um it 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 took me a long time to get here and Mm -hmm. i want to be honest and i want to you know possibly help someone as much as i can you know it's a lot of things that are not said that need to be said and just you know keep listening to us keep sharing your thoughts and opinions and we'll keep we just want to try to help someone else out so So we love you all. Peace and blessings. And in our next episode, we will not make you guys cry. We're going to be talking about dicks. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about what? Um, Interracial dating. Yes. So we should be fired up on that one. I don't think that we have any trauma stories to share with that. Um, None of us date women. I don't date pink cocks. So I don't have any pink cock stories. Sorry, guys. Guess what? We didn't cuss at all this episode. Yes, we did. I cuss every day. First of all. Oh, we was doing good. Well, I didn't cuss, I don't think. That's good. That's really You good. said bitch a few times. Wow, y'all, she's crazy. This is what I do with. You're crazy. When I edit it back and I let you listen, you're going to hear yourself. You're going to be like, wow. 
Y'all, this is a red flag. Anybody who <laughs> says something and then forgot they fucking said it. No, no, no. This is not a red flag. This is just me having an old senile brain. Like, for real. I cannot remember shit. And then I they have... make excuses about it. You know what? Fuck you and end this damn podcast. This is DJ Nancy Meek and Ravy Rave. And together we make the, the Flavor Coffee, Coffee podcast. podcast. Bye, Coffee Mate. Bye, Coffee Mate. <laughs>